BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. You're listening to the Blonde Files podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Laurie. My guest today really needs no introduction Unless you've been living under a rock, no offense, you probably know and love and follow Heather McMahon. She is an internet sensation, an Instagram superstar, a comedian, an actress, actor, actress. I feel like I don't hear people say actress as much. Maybe it's not PC in 2019 to say that. I don't know. I can't keep up anymore. She also has been on the Today Show like twice in the past month, including co-hosting it this past Monday, which is major. And she is just the nicest person ever. So if you are one of those people who did not know who she was or do not follow her on social media, now you will and your life will be a little bit better for it. Anyway, I don't love a long-winded intro, so let's get to it. Oh, that works. All right. So I have Heather McMahon here. Hi. Hi. Oh, wow. Look yes. at you. Radio voice. Girl <laughs> literally doing the most these days. You are doing the most. <laughs> I have to admit, I'm kind of a newer follower, I think. Okay. So a girlfriend sent me your story. Okay. Maybe a couple months ago when you were talking about Instagram verification. Yeah. And you were like, call my mom. And she sent it to me because I've been going through the same thing. Um, so what is going on with that? So it's interesting as a comedian, like I'm doing a tour this fall and all these things that are now starting to happen. All I wanted for the blue check mark was simply because I thought that like if you got hacked, Instagram basically like kept your shit in a database somewhere. Now I realize that's not even it. So I don't it's give not. a fuck. No, I guess they can keep it. They can protect you from, um, you know, imposters coming in and making other accounts. But I was just like, listen, you guys won't verify me. So I went to Instagram, had a meeting with them because they were like, who the fuck are you? What do you do? We're, we want to know what's going on. And I was like, yeah, I love a verification. I've applied. My agents have called. They won't verify me. They don't have enough press. I'm like, you know what? Call my mother. Talk to her. That's all the press you need as far as I'm concerned, you know? I'm sorry, but that is bullshit. Right. Because, well... Wow. I like your dedication. I like that you went to Instagram because that same thing went through my mind. I was like, I'm going to New York. I wonder if I just pop in there. Yeah. And just but say, what's up? Where's my blue mark? so many people who get verified left and right who have nothing. And it's, nothing. And I'm not shaming a mommy blogger, but it's these like, it's like a mommy blogger who yes. has like four followers. Yeah. And she's like breastfeeds her kids till they're 15. Like that. You're yes. like, okay, you're going to verify. 
terrify them, but I'm actually like doing hitting comedy clubs. Okay, yeah, sure. And I mean, Today Show. Hello, hello. I I'm not a stalker, but I was like personally invested in your verification, and I was like, it's going to happen this weekend, and I, <laughs> I kept going back and checking because I I feel like the injustice. I'm like, this right. is not fucking cool, especially because I have girls that you know follow me and that I see, and they have like. A quarter of the followers, no press, nothing at all, not doing the most. Right. And then they get it like last week. And I'm like, um, here's the thing though. about that. I feel like we're like indie bands. We're yeah. doing the Lord's yes. work, right? We're <laughs> out there like connecting with the people. Exactly. So let that girl who's selling flat tummy tea all day, let her have her check. And I'm going to have the people. That's right. all that matters. True. And that's you what you are, got. You are the people's, I mean, we'll get into that, but like, <laughs> I want to know what it's like. I mean, you're getting stopped in the street. People are giving you jewelry. That was wild. Do you get recognized everywhere now? I do, but it's funny. Before I was even like really put myself out in the public, I also just have one of those soft Southern faces where I, people, before anybody knew who I was, they would say, you remind me of somebody I can't put my finger on it. So I've been getting that since I was like 11. Usually it's like Anna Nicole Smith. They're like, is it? Oh, yep, it's Anna Nicole Smith. Um, but She was hot, though. She was hot. Day. But I do think I probably, right now, where I am in my life, I'm probably a little bit more like Trim Spa when she was speedballing Anna Nicole. And that's fine. I'll take it, you know. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. People come up to me because I am so like honest and open on Instagram. They're like, oh, she's my best friend. Yeah. Which I love it. When I get approached places, I'm like, yes, like the people are out there. They're feeling it. I love it. And the verification will come. It will come. The only person who needs to verify me is the Lord. Wow. And he I gave like me a it. blue check a long time ago. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> that makes me feel better. Right. Because It's easy to get really caught up in it, especially when it's like part of the work it's part of your work mm -hmm. I know for me it's a little bit different because I'm like influencer or whatever but um no I literally now go to your page so I know like what I need to do with my life uh, oh no I do <laughs> you're, no but you're good at it like you're really you. good I like explaining like products and things and like what you're doing in like wellness yeah. where I'm like oh this actually makes sense and I believe it thank you I mean I appreciate it. that I never you know, I, I think I was telling my assistant last night, I'm like, I think I kind of look like a, a major basic bitch. Like, if you just looked at me, like, I I check all the boxes. Mm -hmm. But beneath it, like, I've always wanted to just be like, no bullshit. This is what you get. And right. I use all of my experiences to, like, try to help other people who might need to navigate all of that. I love that. I don't know. I mean, from the outside, like, if you're giving basic bitch vibes, I'm more of like <laughs> a, you know, Vegas hooker is kind of like <laughs> the energy that I give off to a lot of people. I don't know why I could be at a bar waiting for, you know, a family member and I will always get nasty looks from women. Oh, really? I don't know what it is. Yes. But the thing is, you were so nice. <laughs> Thank you. Like, I agree. So nice. I mean, we don't know each other. You were like crazy day trying to sell shows right. and right. show up here after I DM'd you. Like, of course. So cool. And we actually, so <laughs> we were kind of connected in a funny way. Okay. So you were on the Lululemon Wellness Retreat. Yes. And... My internet friend, who I hadn't even met in real life yet, Sarah, yes. you know, I was like, oh, my God, you have to go find Heather McMahon. And she didn't follow you at that point. So I sent her a bunch of your stories. And then at like 11 o'clock one night, she DMs me. And I was like, I know, I know what this is going to be. And I right. open it and it's you two. <laughs> and, and then that was how like the thread started. And I never wanted to be like... I don't know. You know how it is probably right. when people DM you and you answer once because, but you can't 
have full full conversations all the time with everybody. Right. It's a lot. I never want to do that. But I was like, you know, I'm going to ask. And you were so gracious. No, she was fantastic. And, and then we all just connected. I mean, listen, I try to be very engaged with people. And I really am just a down-ass bitch who likes to have a good time and a good conversation. Yeah. You know? And Sarah's fantastic. I'm excited to get back into yoga. Here's my thing. Have you been to Y7? I haven't yet. I mean, I just got back to the city, and she's like, come whenever you want. And I know that that's my vibe. Dark room. Totally. You know, just no judgment kind of feeling. And I'm really good at yoga because I'm flexible AF. (laughs) I mean, I'm like... Could have been a contortionist, but my legs behind oh, wow. my head. I just don't know any of the like the phrases. Yeah, like which chaturanga. Right. You know, downward dog should just be face down, ass up. That's what it is. So let's just simplify it. Yeah. You know. No, I'm totally with you. And she was just here, so it's fresh in my mind. And she was like, "Yeah, you don't have to know any of that stuff. Right. It's not all like Upper East Side moms and their, you know, whatever." Lululemon, right. and like all perfect bodies and models and whatever. So I haven't tried it yet either, but like A Tribe Called Sweat, I was like, that's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. And she's just very, um, she's just down to earth. And that's what it is. I think yeah. yoga, okay, it's an ancient practice, but it should be something tangible that the everyday gal yeah. can do. Yeah, yeah. You know? So you just got back to New York. I did. Let's get a wellness update oh, on New York right now. So wellness update, um, here's the deal. I think I'm allergic to New York. I lived here years ago. That's how I met my fiance, Jeff. And now that I've been out of New York, New York's one of those places when you come in your early 20s, you either stay for 15, 20 years, or you stay for a year, it eats you up and you leave. I was here for five years, did my thing. But once you leave New York, it's very hard to come back because everything is a thousand times exponentially harder here. I mean, everything, getting your groceries is a schlep. Just trying to get to a meeting, it's a schlep. You know, that's an old Yiddish word just to say yeah, yeah. it's a pain in the ass. So for me. I have to like Instacart because I can't deal with the grocery situation, like walking to the grocery store. It's too much. For buying like water and right. stuff like that if you don't have delivery. I mean, it's, yeah, it's way too much. Oh, and I tried to do the fresh direct, but they're like, we can't get your stuff to you till Saturday. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I've got to figure out like my Amazon Prime, my Whole Foods. Yeah. It's just a whole thing. But because I'm, I can't cook, like I'm the worst chef in America. I'm still an OG where I like to go to the grocery store and like touch products and like, what is this dip? Like I just buy a bunch of dips and a bunch of pretzels and that's how I live my life. I love it. Yeah. Hashtag healthy living. Hashtag wellness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah New York's just a pain. It's just a pain. It's a lot of, it's um, very aggressive on all your, like uh, your, your sights, your smells, the feeling it's hot, it's muggy, it's stinky. It's all those things. Yeah, it's very unsettling when you're walking around. I mean, I think I did like a story on this the other day, but I was walking around and I was like, you feel like in the summer, like the heat kind of, it bakes the pavement, right? Right. Therefore, it bakes the bodily Mm -hmm. fluids. Mm -hmm. So much urine. So much urine. it blasts you in the face. And you don't know, and and feces, and you don't know if it's human right or animal well here the thing is we don't live in san francisco which is a good thing because you know what happened in san francisco no so many humans were shitting on the street in the streets that they had to there was an app because people i think it was yeah there was there was a, like a philanthropic app <laughs> because there were volunteers i think from like the health department that would go around and collect the human feces because so the homeless are so bad in san francisco my girlfriend just moved to atlanta from san francisco and she said heather like we would have a neighborhood watch where hey somebody just shit outside of our building isn't that oh, disgusting my god that is san francisco 
That's intense. I didn't know that about mm-hmm. San Francisco. Yeah, Although, are you talking poop. about yeah. Kathleen Barnes? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because I follow her and I I don't remember seeing that, but I know that she oh, well, this not is, like San Francisco. This was a private conversation. Because oh, I sent her, her message. I was like, how's the, the human poop, you know, <laughs> trail? And she's like, oh, girl, let me tell you about it. Yeah. Yeah. We Where were we? Oh, I had an event yesterday and these girls were talking about, um, there were a few different situations. There was one who saw someone just poop on the subway. And, no. And yeah. Just pants down. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> and then I was like walking behind a group of girls two days ago and she was like, can we talk about how somebody just had diarrhea right in front of me in Central Park? And she's <laughs> like, she said, there was no warning. They didn't even squat. They were just walking and then she heard it and then she saw it. Like, oh. no squat, nothing. What was this like, you know, like a, a housewife person. who just, no, no. okay, okay, it was a whole, okay. Got <laughs> on, on like a skinny tee. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Because I mean, I've been there, like, I've been there where I've, like, that espresso hits and you're like, right. not going to make it. Uh oh, something's <laughs> happening. It's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all been there. We've all been there. But oh wow. God. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of to the point where, you know, like I'll get like heckled by a homeless person. You know, if they're like, "Hey, do you have change?" I always, if I can give something, I will. Mm-hmm. Who carries cash? No one carries cash anymore. I literally had a man scream at me, just like, "You dumb bitch!" I was like, "I am a dumb bitch. What do you want me to do?" I'm so sorry. I have no change on me. You know? Yeah, they need to get like those square things. Like, yes. Kind of Seriously, just swipe it. They would probably get so much more. No, they would. Okay, I'll give you five bucks. Yeah. I see what what we're dealing with. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's crazy. But, you know, New York is funny. I always say there's L.A. and New York. The difference is there's the L.A. invite where people pretend to be invested. Hey, let's go get lunch. You're like, great. I'm available Thursday at 2. Oh, I didn't think you were going to, like, actually, like, show up to lunch or, like, follow through, you know? It's so flaky. It's so flaky. <laughs> and do you think, like, after living in both cities, I feel like in L.A. everyone just has such crippling insecurity? True. Yep. So that's what it is. It's like if you can't give me something, do something for me, or elevate me in a way, then I'm just, I can't be bothered. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like I'm kind of, I'm in a phase right now where I'm I'm a little bit over L.A. Right. And I'm really feeling the city aside from. The, the shit everywhere. Just the fact that I feel like I'm dying. Right. Most of the time. Right. Right. Aside from that, it's just the people here. And I'm originally from the East Coast. You're from Atlanta, right? Yeah. You're from yeah. South. So. Just different people. I don't know. LA you get is it. just it's just weird. And being in your car all the time. Right. It's just kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I always say, like, LA well they well, there's an old phrase, leave LA before leave New York before it makes you hard, leave LA before it makes you soft. Okay. And I feel like I've spent I did five years in New York, then another like four in LA. So I've kinda like I bounce back and forth. Right. So I'll do another like two years in New York okay. and then go back. You know, I'll just that works. I, I'm not a creature of habit. I don't like to sit anywhere too long. So I think I kinda have to bounce back and forth to um you are, keep perspective a lot. Yeah. yeah, I like that. You're always on the go. Like always. I, I mean, at least since I've been following, you're all over the place. It's been wild. Um trying to rack up those Delta points. You know, yeah. Delta Loyal forever. Uh, yeah, I've been traveling a lot. We're going to do a tour in the fall. We're announcing it this week. So I'm going to be kind of hitting, hitting the United States. I love it. Are you yeah. going to do like by bus? <laughs> no, not going to do it by bus. We don't have that kind of money yet, right. but I'm waiting to get a bus where I can just like plaster my, my like nude photo on like a bearskin rug across a bus. Yeah. Then that's you'll the get goal. verified. Yeah. <laughs> then I'll definitely get verified. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So you kind of had, so you were kind of touching on how you went from New York to LA, but what was your experience in L.A. like? I mean, how long were you there for? I was there, I think, four years. Okay. And then my dad passed, and I had to kind of pick up everything and move immediately back to Atlanta to help my mom mm-hmm. and my sister kind of figure out life um, after my dad. 
The interesting thing was all my East Coast friends told me before I moved to L.A., you're going to hate everybody there. They're so fake. But because I'm in comedy, I'm very observant of people. So to me, everyone in L.A. is very open about how many pills they're on, what kind of psychosis they're dealing with. It's just very open. Yeah. People in New York and on the East Coast bottle it up. Yep. So you find out like two years into a friendship that someone's like fucking nuts. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like that's so kind of how it works. We're in LA. They're just like, hey, my name's Lauren. Um, so I'm on Xanax, Klonopin, and sometimes I do Adderall. But like, I love tacos. Like, how are you? And you're like, great. Thank you so much for living your truth. Right. Yeah, it's the lifestyle. Yeah, it's how it is. <laughs> Were you trying to act? Yeah. Or just Yeah, yeah, I was acting. Or... Yeah, yeah, I was acting, stand-up, um, kind of doing all of it. You know, I went to school for theater. Like, I, that's my love. I'm a theater nerd. But comedy's just always been my love. To me, the biggest reward is getting to put a smile on somebody's face and have them have them laugh. That's just the greatest feeling in the world. Yeah. So I would imagine that the move back to Atlanta was unexpected. Yeah. Um, I was listening to a podcast that you were on this morning, actually. I can't remember the name. Direct, oh, Directionally Challenged. Yeah, with, yeah. Yeah, Candace and Kayla. Very interesting. Yeah, they had me come on and do a whole episode about grief because mm -hmm. I think grief is something we're all starting to experience now as we become adults. Mm -hmm. And um, I never expected to lose my dad that young before I was 30. He died very quickly of cancer. I mean, it was literally... He basically had a heart attack as far as I'm concerned. It was seven days from day of diagnosis to day of death. Wow. So I just learned a lot. I had to kind of uh, grow up real quick. And I was in a very dark place in my life because I thought, oh, you know, th not only have I just lost my dad, but now I'm having to go back to Atlanta and, God, life is so unfair and look what's happened to me. It was all about me. Mm -hmm. I didn't think about all the other people that were affected by my dad's passing. And so it was interesting, though, because coincidentally, like, my career started to take off. Once I moved back to Atlanta, Instagram stories became a thing. So I started kind of blogging, vlogging, if you will, my day-to-day -day of living back home with my mom and going through the grief. In the darkest of times, it's the funniest shit. Like, genuinely, when you're going through something hard, it's usually the, the funniest moments are those little glimmers of light that say, like, you're going to get through this. So I was just able to become really relatable to people. And I think I had to go home to have a fresh perspective. Mm -hmm. You can get really bogged down in the day-to-day -day minutia of living in New York or L.A. And, you know, you only see things in one, one point of view. Yeah. But then when I had to go home and, like, live through shit, I was like, oh, life just got that much richer. Yeah. You totally live in a bubble when you're on either of the cities on yeah. the coast. I mean, and you don't realize it because you don't have the perspective. And, like, mm -hmm. I'm from Rhode Island, so as soon as I go back right. home, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is, that is not real life. Right. At all. So it's interesting that that happened and, and that it kind of was a turning point in your career almost, right? It was. And I just think it's because I was able to connect to such a bigger audience. Mm -hmm. And then the engagement really started because everybody would message me, Heather, I just lost my parent. I just lost a, a relative, a friend, you know, whatever. We're all kind of in this together. And I just started to live my life really authentically, openly, honestly on the internet. And it was wild, the response I got. So I, that's why I went, you know, to circle back to when you said, do you like it when people come up to you? I love it. It's so fun. Because I like to know I'm a part of somebody's everyday life. Mm -hmm. That's all I want to do is bring people joy. So however I can help somebody get through a hard time, whether it's me making fun of myself or talking about something crazy that's happened to me, let me do it, you know? Yeah, and I think people right now are craving, like, authenticity, and they're yeah. craving, like, people are over the Instagram aesthetic, the whole curated right. thing. Um, I don't know. I was reading some article about, like, the next generation 
influencers mm-hmm. who are like 17 and they have, you know, it's just crazy. But they were saying that they're all like, they're they're way more real than right. people our age. Now I'm sounding like grandma over <laughs> here. but Now, you don't have kids, right? No. No. Would you, I always get asked, would you ever let your kids on social media? And I'm like, no, not till they're 18. Never. I cannot imagine. Okay, so Kennedy, you had social media growing up, right? My mom didn't let me get it until I was 18. That's smart. Okay, smart. Your mom's smart. And now here you are. Right. <laughs> now you're a thought Tiana. No, I can <laughs> <laughs> see her pose. <laughs> but I could learn a couple things like from, like, I don't know how to take a sexy photo. And anytime I am not just being funny, like if I put up like a photo that I love, people just lose their mind. They're like, whoa. Heather's they transformed. Don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. I'm like, you guys, I know how to put on a little rouge and a fur yeah. coat and hit the town. A little rouge. <laughs> do you know what rouge is? Oh my god, it's an old, it's an old word for like blush. <laughs> yeah, little rouge. Don't know what that is. That's okay. You okay. don't know what blush is? Like, like, like makeup. Make- makeup. Oh, yeah. I thought it was like a term. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> I love it. She's like, what is that short for? I love that. No. Just- oh my god. Kids. Yeah, kids. I had to hire a super millennial because I don't know how to do Instagram and YouTube and all that stuff. That's such a smart move, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, had to be strategic about it. I mean, you know how to, can you show me how to do a couple things on my iPhone after this? I was in the car with some younger girls and in the back of a cab and they paid for their cab. They just put up their phone and it like. it's an app. I downloaded it. Okay, well, I don't know how to do this. I you literally just turned your mic on, by the way. Welcome yeah. to the podcast. Oh, hi. <laughs> I mean, I'm fumbling through my purse. I'm like, you know, sweating, trying to get out of the cab as quickly as possible. I did not know that you could just hold up your phone and pay for shit. Yeah, like, can you do Apple Pay at like a grocery store or something? Can you? Yeah, no, you can't, but do you know how? Oh, no. Yeah, I, I don't know how. Either. You can do the same thing. You can do the. It's and now, curb. like, curb? That's what's going <laughs> Well, damn. We should have a new podcast where the millennial explains things, things. To, to us or as like elders. Us elders. Like yeah. yeah, I'm both of your elders. And then, yeah, yeah. How old are you? I'm 24. Okay, wow. Baby nugget. <laughs> I love it. So, Facebook came out when I first, it was my first year, of, no, senior year of high school, 2005, right? And I went to college and you had to have a college, mm-hmm. you yes. know, um, email address. Yeah, and you had I, to be invited too, I remember. Yes. Mm-hmm. You had to be invited. And I remember, you know, you I would carry my little digital camera around my wrist when I went to the bars in college. And then I have to come up with like funny uh, album names. And it was very strategic about which photos you uploaded. I mean, if there was Instagram around when I was in college, I wouldn't have made it out alive. No. And I actually did drop out of college. And so I couldn't get the, I couldn't get Facebook because I didn't have the, (laughs) I didn't have the .edu thing. (laughs) I was like, okay, that's incentive. To stay in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So what brought you out to LA? Oh, God. Well, I I have a sordid past. So Mm -hmm. I was like a hardcore alcoholic drug addict. Okay. And I, so I dropped out of college, moved back to Rhode Island. Got my first DUI at like 19. Wow. Went to Florida for rehab with no intention of stopping or anything. Right. I was just getting started. Stayed there for like maybe four or five years. And just in Florida or four or five years in rehab? Just, <laughs> I should have been in rehab the whole time, but no, I was bar- okay. bartending and right. out in Miami. Yeah, yeah, um, Living your in truth. Florida, yeah, exactly. Well, and Florida will get you. It, oh, Whether you think disgusting. it's going to get you or not, it's disgusting. <laughs> so disgusting. And you know what? You'll never meet somebody from Florida who won't di- right. who will disagree with you. They're like, no, it's Florida. It's trash. Yeah. It's yeah. So, yeah. So my parents actually, it got really bad and my parents were like, nope, you're coming back to Rhode Island. So I right. moved back up there. 
And then I was supposed to go out to California for like two weeks to go on vacation, right. see a girlfriend who lived there. And everybody was like, you're not going back. And I was like, of course I am. Right. And I just went out there and I never left. Wow. Yeah. And then I was like still drinking, using really, really bad though, like seizures all the time, <gasps> hardcore, like drugs. And yeah. And then I got sober five and a half years ago. Wow. Good for you. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. That's intense. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, God, social media, like. Could you oh, could you imagine if you were on no. social media while you were doing this? No. I, I mean, the t I still have access to my old Instagram account. Like, yeah. I got back in from like when I was doing all of that. It's very depressing, like yeah. very dark. But if you go back, like it was all, I mean, it's so obvious. It's like this girl is like a gnarly drug addict. Right. Like, everything. But yeah, if it was around when I was younger and just like to see everybody is airbrushed and every like to be right. a teenager. And I don't know. I saw this one account today. There's like a pre like a tween influencer. She's like 10 or 11. So her mom runs her account. No. And there's a picture of her like. Yeah. There's a picture of her in like workout clothes, like in like the influencer thoughty pose. Right. And the caption is something like, um. We're perfectly imperfect. She has fat over her leggings. Yeah. And then her mom is like, I just love how she's showing that um, a little bit of fat can be normal or something like that. The like just some gross. Yeah, yeah, natural body it. fat. I, I was it. like, this girl is like uh, 11 or 11 years old. And, and it's like. It's, it's called baby fat, actually. Exactly. It's called like a child's body. <laughs> right. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it was just so, oh my God. And then all the other pictures she's in like trying to recreate like adult influencer poses like in the bikinis and no. with her girlfriends and I'm like this is for pedophiles yeah like other tweens aren't looking at this because they're not on social media this is no, for for some guy named Ronnie who lives yes. in Kansas City yeah. he's like being a creep yeah exactly I mean uh. I was back at um I went to the University of Mississippi and I was back visiting and so I, you know I got on the Instagram like I did a hashtag like you know Oxford Mississippi and so all these like the sorority girls popped up. I was in my sorority, loved it, did the whole thing. But when I was in college, I put on like 45 pounds and like wore like palazzo pants and was just like a hot mess. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wasn't wearing midriffs. And I so I started looking yeah. at like the sorority girls now and I'm like, we would we would <laughs> never be caught dead in this shit. No. I mean, I would literally like there, there wasn't an option to wear boot, like literally where your your basically your labia is hanging out of your jean shorts. Yeah. I know. And, and I if know. I had to have that pressure to be thin then right. and to look a certain way, forget it. Right. I thought I was hot shit and I was truly like had seven chins and no eyebrows. <laughs> my eyebrows, I need to go back to college and figure out where, who's who's hiding my eyebrows. They were just gone. Oh like God. I didn't have they any. they grew back though. They did. Look, they grew I'm back. I'm right now. I can't. Yeah. Thing is Not microbladed. I will tell you that 100% wow. me. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I just got microbladed. But the, yours but look good. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to go back for my next appointment. But well, they look real. Thank you. Thank they you. They look great. We were just having this convo with Sarah. We were like, everything we do is to be as low maintenance as possible. I'm yes. Like, you can cut my face open and yeah. Botox me and fill me and put lashes on and do the tinting and the and it's all so that I can be wake up and, just, and low maintenance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and anytime, yes. like I say, I'm going to go do something. If I'm like, oh, I got Botox, my husband mm -hmm. is a different generation right i will say that everybody knows um but he is like he, he hates it and he's like but you're such a natural beauty and i'm like there is not one natural thing left on me well my boobs are natural but he doesn't get it right i'm like this is not natural i'm this naturally unnatural job, lip, lip. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like everything yeah right yeah naturally unnatural i like it how does jeff think <clears throat> uh jeff is 
He always says, I tell him like as soon as we have like pop out two kids, like I'm doing the mommy makeover. Oh, I mean, yeah. my tits are already down in my t- like <laughs> knees. Like if I sneeze hard, I'm going to trip over them. It's all the thing. <laughs> That's why I don't run because it's just too much shit hitting me in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, do whatever makes you feel comfortable. But he said, don't mess with your face until you're like in your 40s and we like, you know, mm-hmm. we really got shit <laughs> dragging. <laughs> Heavy lifting. <laughs> right. Well, so the interesting thing is, so I'm going to put Jeff on blast for a minute, but he's very particular about his hair because he was balding and then started getting on, you know, this hair pills that they you know everybody gets yeah, on. Yeah. So I was just getting baby Botox by um my boy Dr. Nelson Castillo in Atlanta and he said, Jeff, you have really great hair and Jeff's like, Yeah, it was thinning, I got on these pills. He said, Well listen, whatever you do, just so you know, if you guys want to get pregnant, you have to quit those pills like nine months before or one hundred percent your baby's gonna have like a horse hoof growing out of its head. Oh my God. So Jeff Some vitamins? It- yeah no, it's not vitamins. Oh, oh it's okay. like an actual like uh like Propecia or one of those oh, hair yeah, restoration yeah. pills. So Jeff was like huffing and puffing. He's like, are you kidding me? I got to lose my hair so that we can have like a healthy kid. I was like, yes, Jeff. It's it's not always about you right now. But I also- He wants to adopt. Yes. No, literally. <laughs> but I also didn't realize like how detrimental that kind of stuff is. Like, yeah. And so my doctor was like, yeah, you got to have to be so careful on that. I feel like all of these things that we're all doing are going to have ramifications. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm putting botulism in my head. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. Have you heard of threading? Like facial threading? Is that where they actually the like... Video threads, thread lift, yeah. Does that work? So, okay, so I know two people that have gotten it. Right. And the one person who I know who got it a year ago loves it. Mm-hmm. And then my girlfriend just got it last week. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Cause well, I you don't need anything else. Done. You're you're beautiful. They told me that I need it. And I was like, oh, okay. I do. Who told <laughs> that's you That's living in L.A., though. Okay, that's insane. You don't need it. Thank you. You're stunning. Thank you. Here's is what but, I will tell you. <laughs> My, I have a fuller face, right? I'm like probably 25 pounds heavier than I usually am. But I will say my doctor said, listen, Heather, it's either your face or your ass. You either have a good face forever and you have a little bit more collagen, a little bit more fat, or you have a complete, you have a skinny body. Like it's one or the other. Right. So right now I'm kind of like holding onto that baby fat because I have good collagen. that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Because it depletes. Yeah. It depletes. And that was, so with the threads, they put it. It's for people, I think, that are more like sunken in or that right. just have like lifting because they, they sew the inside of your face, which just, it's weird. I can get surgery. I can get needles, all of that. But like the thread, the, the idea of having like a thread suspended inside my face. No, that's terrifying. Me out. But, but then it dissolves and then you, I guess your body, like it's stimulated to build more collagen around it. But my... <clears throat> plastic surgeon yeah. who does a lot of facelifts said that he's opened people up to do facelifts where they've gotten threads and it's all scar tissue. Oh so yeah, I believe do a it. facelift. So I'm like, oh. No, don't but, do it. Eh, that's out. <laughs> also, but, no, you're beautiful. Thank you. I don't think you I don't mean it. now, but yeah, yeah. you know, things, Later. things fall. But here's the thing. In whatever 10 years that you want to get something like a little nip and tuck, think about where the technology is going to be. True. That is a very good point. So wow. just keep wow. that in mind. Wow. Inspiring. Right? I'm trying to be. <laughs> so inspiring. So are you doing anything for the wedding? Are you doing like uh, any beauty stuff or like? Well, you know, so we're getting married in September of 2020. So I'm, okay, so I'm over a year out. And I'm truly, I'm at, I had all these hormone problems. Actually, after my dad passed, my body like shut down. Mm -hmm. Even though emotionally I was fine dealing with it, I didn't realize I've learned so much about like the mind-body connection. My hormones went fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, I had adrenal fatigue. I put on all this weight. Like I have been to a nutritionist, a hormone specialist, all these people, but they were like, until your body 
learned to relax. Mm-hmm. And I was always basically waking up like in fight or flight. Yes. So it's been really hard for me right now because I'm probably, I said 25, I'm really probably 35 pounds. I'm the heaviest I've ever been. And it's really hard for me right now because no matter what I do, I can't take off the weight. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had to say, I mean, I'm usually a healthy for me is like 180. That's mm-hmm. great. I'm 5'9", that's perfect. I'm 215 right now, so I don't know. Do the math. It's it's more than I should be. But I just can't fit in my clothes. I'll never be tiny. I just want to be the best version of myself. So I said, really had to take a look in the mirror and say, listen, you've got to cool your jets, take a second, and just relax. Because until your body relaxes, you're... It, you're just holding on to all the stress. Yeah. So it's been really eye-opening for me to have to kind of pump the brakes. Usually when I got to get in shape for a roll or something, I'm just like, okay, I know what I have to do. Don't eat carbs. Go to the gym a thousand times a day. And my doctors are like, quit doing everything. Yeah. And so that's been really hard for me to just let go of the reins and let my body have time to heal. Mm-hmm. We don't do that enough. No, it's so important. And I was, I went like this because yeah. I was telling her this morning, I'm like, I, I am... 24-7 in fight or flight mode and for yeah. me I've been working with somebody like I have other issues I have hormone issues mm-hmm. really bad yeah and gut issues which I've gotten better but it's because of old trauma yes. old like a major big t trauma that I never really dealt with mm-hmm. I started working on it in therapy and all of a sudden it's like it's like this subconscious thing and it's my body just and it's like if I work out I just feel like shit and I get really tired because of the adrenals and it's like your body is working so hard to keep things to protect regulated. it yeah exactly oh I would so leave hard. the gym and I'd feel like I had the flu yeah I'm like why am I so tired exercise, exercise should energize you mm-hmm. yeah and so I'm on all these supplements. I'm seeing a great doctor um, at Stat Wellness, Kristen. She's incredible. She's in, out of Atlanta. I saw a bunch of really expensive specialists, and this was the, finally the one person who fully got it. Mm-hmm. She was like, "Until you heal everything, it's it's a full mind body connect." Yeah. Um, so it's been really challenging for me. I mean, about mm, a year after my dad passed, all of my hair fell out. Wow. Just like chunks of it. It's starting to grow back, but I used to have like luscious locks. Hair started falling out. I mean, it was crazy. A cystic acne. I just got ovarian cyst, mm-hmm. and it was all because my hormones were freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Have you ever had a cyst? Yes. Ovarian cyst. Did you have to have it removed? Laparoscopic? I didn't have to have I that. I have mine taken out. I mean, I wouldn't Not wish right. that on my worst enemy. <laughs> it's brutal. I thought yeah. I was dying. Yeah. Mine burst, and then finally yeah. I had, I know. That's was, really bad. It was oh awful. Oh, my God. And I didn't realize what a tough cookie I was because I had other girlfriends were like, oh, I ended up in the ER. I was like, no, I just, yeah. I let it ride. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's like, you can get, you can die from that, right? Because of, of yeah. whatever's in the actual, I had a dermoid. So mine was like hair and teeth. Oh, so it was like an actual like baby human. Yeah, yeah. A little, not a baby. I don't want to say that, but it was like an actual like. Yeah. It was like a little gremlin. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Oh yeah. And when I came out of surgery, I was so out of it. And they handed me these pictures of the cyst and of my insides clamped down. And I was sending them to everyone I knew. And I was like, (laughs) new profile pic. And they were like, can you not? Like, I want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's painful. It was a brutal. It's crazy pain. I finally got back on birth control, which I didn't want to do. And I was like, listen, if I can just get on that through my wedding so that I don't. Because usually birth control or having a baby helps get rid of the cyst. Yeah. I was like, I'll do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm really trying to be anti-medicine, like only, you know, holistic, but... I'm at the same exact place right now. Yeah. I'm doing with the, with the acne and all the issues, and I'm like, I think it's just time <laughs> to squash it right now. Yeah. I don't know. I feel you. I mean, I went back on it kicking and screaming, but right. finally my last cycle, um, I really hope it's mostly ladies who listen to this. <laughs> yeah. 
But my last cycle was so bad with the cyst. I mean, I, I'm an apple shape. I'm bigger in the middle of tiny little legs. But literally, I looked seven months pregnant because my abdomen was so inflamed and yeah. swollen. And even though the cyst was only, you know, the, the, the tip of like an eraser. Right. It literally wow. was so inflamed. And like, did you have gut issues? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah That's yeah. why I'm on like a medical grade probiotic. Yeah. I'm also on this medicine. I don't know the name of it and I can find out. But um, my holistic doctor basically put me on an anti-cancer medicine. Ooh. So I'm on this really intense anti-inflammatory. She's like, Heather, you were so inflamed. It's unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. Is it working? Um, I'm on it. I've been on it for like a month now. I, I am feeling less, I'm definitely less swollen. Um, my thing is, it's just like I had to really... Take a minute and say, I got to fix everything. It's not just about losing weight. Yeah. My hair's falling out. What are we yeah. going to do? Yeah. That's not. So, I mean, hormones, it's really wild, too, as a woman, because I have I still have normal periods. Even with the cyst, I had a three-day easy period, no big deal. But I'm like, why do I feel like I'm dying? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard, and there's no easy solution. No, and every all. woman, not all hormones are the same. Right. So you have some time though, but then yeah. the added the added stress of the wedding. Are you stressed about it, or are you like? No, I'm not. I actually jumped the gun pretty quick and went to. We're getting married in Italy, in Tuscany, which Amazing. I'm so excited about. I knew where I wanted to get married, so we went. We looked at a bunch of places, got that that ball rolling. Um, so now I kind of have some time, which mm -hmm. is nice. But I'm sure <laughs> Jeff and I both joke we're the kind of people where we work really well under pressure. So it'll probably be like two months out, and then we just like literally lose our minds and yeah. like get in shape. Yeah. But we have a year. It's uh, it's too long. I need to be in a pressure cooker like let's go. I don't know how people so my husband and I were engaged for a year. Right. And I never thought that I was much of like a planner and then I met him and he is like so last minute like right. he'll decide to go to Africa like next week. Right. Like he's like I don't want right. to go on vacation. I don't want to go and then he decides and then it happens. Right. So I was trying to push him about the wedding and it was just, it was not being met with um, anything, you know, right. it's not sexy. Right. So I let it go. And then he was like, okay, let's get married Labor Day. This is in August of last year. So <gasps> we, <laughs> and we got married here, but we were in LA, but I got an amazing planner. Right. So we were only planning for like a month and that was like enough. Like, I don't know yeah. how, cause I feel like you would just change your mind and like change your mind on the invitations and the dress and that's how I am like I feel like it would be oh I'm all over the place to drag it out yeah yeah and Jeff is a Virgo and he is very has a plan has what an Excel you? spreadsheet and Pisces okay so you know I'm yeah girl what's your birthday <laughs> I'm a Capricorn oh, but Capricorn. I'm most compatible with Pisces yeah, yeah yeah I mean we're dreamers like actually in my like horoscope breakdown it says like terrible with money like a hundred percent I'm like dreamer fly by the seat of my pants so I'm like your husband yeah. I'm just like great let's do it on a whim so the fact that I'm like a year ahead of the game I'm actually quite impressed with myself yeah but I kind of had a premonition that life was going to get busy so I said let me go ahead and hold the venue and fuck thank god I did you get out to Italy and you're like I'm two years out and they were like um good luck we have nothing available so I got this, the place that I wanted but I just kind of had to pick that, and then it'll all fall into place. And I have yeah. a great wedding planner, thank God. It'll be amazing, I'm sure. I hope so, yeah. So, yeah, you are crazy busy. What do you have going on now? You have a new podcast, yeah. which I binged in a day walking around the city, and I looked like a crazy person <laughs> because I was laughing hysterically like to myself. Because, But I guess I fit right in. I adore you. <laughs> it's so good. Thank you. And, yeah, it's the Absolutely Not podcast. We have a hotline where people can call in. It's just a safe space for, you know, ladies to bitch. There's a lot going on in the world. We don't always have to keep it rosy. Um, if you see something out in the world you've observed and absolutely not, you can call in. We'll dissect it. Um, or if you have an absolutely yes, something positive you want to talk about, call in. Let's, let's discuss. I really just want it to be um, an engaged 
uh, podcast. Yeah. No, it's so good. I love it. Oh, great. I love that. So who do you, is there anybody that you absolutely do like right now? Like any podcasts, anybody that you're following? Yeah. So um, my favorite right now is actually Theo Vaughn. It's called This Past Weekend. I've never listened to him. It's so great. I hear it's good though, yeah. He has my sense of humor, but he's very goofy, giggly. His stream of consciousness, just his word vomit is is so brilliant. He's a fellow Southerner. I just really love his podcast. But I mean, he talks about some like wild stuff. Hmm. Uh, but he's really my favorite right now. Cool. I could listen to him all day. Who do you follow on Instagram that you like? God, I have so many. The funny thing is, it's actually like, even though I'm not really like a wellness, it's, it's, I enjoy following people who like tell me how to fix my life. Right. Really? <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, I, I'm trying to think like comedian wise. Oh, there's so many. There's so many. I mean, I'm buddies with my um, Benito Skinner, Benny Drama. Uh-huh. He's great. Yeah, he. <laughs> he's every, my favorite. Yeah, everything he makes, and he's so, so genuine funny. and so cool in real life. A millennial intern. He's so great. The fucking funniest thing. Right. I've ever seen. He, wasn't it Generation Z? Yeah, Generation that. Z. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, he's great, and he is just who he is on camera, like I in person. That. He's fantastic. And I used to do sketches and characters and all that, and I kind of pumped the brakes on that because I got so burnt out. And now I'm like, all right, I'll throw a wig on every now and then. Like when Benny calls me, he's like, hey, I need you to be eye in a garden. Can you, you know, be the bear for the garden is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Well, it was terrifying oh, how much I look like her. God. Put on that wig. I am the bear contestant. Have you seen Kennedy? Is it on? Benny it's on Instagram. Drama? Yeah. So he and I did no, something. It's on your page too. Yeah, but I have. I, I have not. How have I yeah. not seen? I need to watch. It's this. it's far okay. back because I don't post a lot of characters. We'll pull. It I up. went way back. Yeah. When I, I love need that. To be entertained. I'm like. Way back in the archive. So what are you doing health and wellness wise? Are you obsessed with something? Like, can you just like scan me and fix me? God, I'm like the worst person about health and wellness right now because I'm I'm not really doing anything. Okay. Like I got to a point last year where, like I was saying, like hormones were out of control. Stress was out of control. And it's not like external stress. Like it Mm -hmm. is from work and stuff like that. But it's mostly like stuff that I'm dealing with internally right so I like stopped working out right and I was like healing my gut so I was gluten-free dairy-free sugar-free oh I made you these cookies by (gasps) the way that are gluten-free dairy-free sugar-free oh my god can I have one now yes yeah is that tacky to eat on camera no no they may have away from me that I've had like seven (gasps) they may have melted a little bit wait a minute what are they made out of oh my god they're soft they're almond flour (gasps) cashew butter Maple syrup, apple oh sauce. Oh my god! <laughs> Are you being serious? I swear to God. <laughs> Chocolate chip cookies. I call them my air cookies because I'm like they're basically air. There's they're gluten free, dairy free, sugar free, vegan. I'm trying not to chew on on the mic, but we love a good that's ASMR that's like moment. a popular thing right now, right? Oh like yeah, eating. We do that? What, what is it called when ASMR. people eat in front of uh, muk mukbang? Mukbang. Is it There's, muk or mukbang? I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. But it could I be ding dong for all I know. I but It's weird. read some article in the New York <laughs> Times about some woman who lives here, I think, like in the Bronx or Bro- I don't even know. Did you read this? I or... haven't read the article, but how much money does she make? Millions. Millions. Well, we're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I bet we would be verified and making millions if we just one? ate some weird food in front of a camera. Where they're like, like, and there's this one girl and she literally like eats weird objects like soap and stuff no i'm not into that like and she makes millions too that's what she does for a living she eats soap Uh, on yeah some people are into that you have to give me this recipe i will i'm a sweet treat freak okay i I have to have a cookie cookies are my favorite thing in the entire world same i don't mess with a cupcake no no cookies i want a really good chocolate cookie. this is fantastic i'm just not gonna gross everybody out by (laughs) 
smacking. But I'm gonna I'll send you that. the recipe. Yeah. Please I do. never had a sweet tooth, and my husband has the worst, not worst, the biggest sweet tooth ever. Right. And so I started, I, I caught on, and I got it. Do you have any and, marriage advice for me? Because I'm living with Jeff for the first time. We've been together eight years, and we're living together for the first time now. Can you believe that? Because we were long distance. That's crazy. I mean, that keeps the flame alive, I would imagine. It does. Yeah. People are always like, how do you do long distance? I'm like, honestly, it's great. So my, That would be part of my advice. It's like, from the beginning of my relationship, I've always made it a point to leave. Good, smart. And have your own thing going on, which you do. Right. You're doing everything. So I still, you know, I just, I don't think anybody wants to be smothered. Um, so like, yeah, maintaining your independence, make them miss you, leave. Um, I don't know. I've only been married for like nine months, so I don't know. But that's great <laughs> advice. I mean, when I am busy, I think that's what's healthy. Jeff and I have totally yeah. opposite schedules. So when we come together, it's like we actually mm-hmm. want to hang out with each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and travel and have like shared experiences that you can have. Right. And, like, you know. Um, Did you have a proper honeymoon? So we didn't, no, because we got married in New York in September, and then we he had to fly right back for work. Right. They were shooting. So we went to Turks and Caicos in December. <gasps> you know, Turks and Caicos I is my favorite it's place. Your favorite place. We stayed at Amanyara. Yes. Okay. <laughs> She stayed at Amanyara, but I think everybody should stay at Waimara, which I'm, is my favorite place in the world. Yeah, we didn't, we weren't like that impressed. So we went to this place called Lucala. Okay. In Fiji. It's owned by the guy who owns Red Bull. We went there the year before uh-huh. in December, and that's like full blown private island. Right. Crazy. So right. we went to Amanyara, and we were like, eh. See, and like the service, it just wasn't the best. Well, here's the thing with Amanyara it's too quiet over there. Yeah, it's so quiet. So I say when you go to the Turks, the Turks to me is the most beautiful place in the world. I like Waimara, the resort. I've been going there since they opened, and it's just, it's all, it's the luxury, it's the service, but it's also like you, you're, it's not so quiet that you feel uncomfortable, like being above a whisper at breakfast. Right. All my friends who go to Amanyara are like, great, it's, it's an arm and a leg, and you're out there, but you're literally out on like an inlet and you don't see anybody and you feel like you can't like have a good time yeah so definitely check out Waimara Resort it's unbelievable but I love the Turks Turks is like my favorite place so beautiful but I feel like for honeymoon too yeah if you want to really have that moment where you're in a bungalow over the ocean by yourself I'm into that yeah but you know I think I mean we're not really like go lie on a beach kind of people like okay, the best see, vacations I that we've taken. I, I like to mix it up a yeah. little bit, but we did like a bike trip in Vietnam that was like amazing. <gasps> wow. And yeah, it was crazy. We went from like the north to the south and like a bunch of different stops. We flew to different places and we went to an island there that was like, it was incredible. So we did that and we went to Africa last year and did a safari. That's something I want to do. So those are the kind of things that at least he and I like because right. it's like doing something totally different and like yeah. having this crazy experience. But yeah, but a beach is always nice. I mean, I think ne- I, I, that's my goal is to do a safari and yeah. get Jeff's a little bit of a creature comforts kind of guy. Yeah, so I have same. to get him out of his his safety zone. Mm-hmm. And he's super adventurous and loves to travel. But I don't know if he just whatever he did in a previous life to a flight attendant. I don't know if it's just like karma coming back. He is so polite. He, you know, you know me. You follow me. I'm very big on etiquette on an airplane. My oh, whole yeah. family was in the airline biz. But for some reason, Jeff always loses his luggage. His flights always get delayed. <laughs> There's something that just goes wrong. It's a shit show right. traveling with him. So I'm like, I don't know what you did in a previous life to get bad karma when it comes to travel. Oh, my God. And the last so thing stressful. you want to do is like be stuck in Africa, like on safari exactly. with nothing. Right. <laughs> Right. That so, actually happened to us. We stopped in Dubai and we didn't have our bags and we were like, ugh. And we were going to Kenya the next day. So what did you do? You know, like brutal. We found them. We found them. Okay. But and then flying back it was twenty six hours straight. So it's like a long It's a it's a yeah. It's, yeah. Tedious. Yeah, yeah. 
So I want to get to some listener questions. Great. See if anyone had anything good. For the most part, people were just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> also, you're so easy to chat with. Me? Yes, Thank you have a great you. cadence to your voice. Thank and you. You're very... Everyone tells me I'm monotone. So take that, reviewers. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what it is? It's calming. Yeah. I'm a lot. I really, I know I'm a lot to deal with. So, but it's very, um, very calming. Yeah. Maybe you should get into ASMR. I don't, yeah, maybe. Also, these cookies are fire. <laughs> did did you trying to make her hiss in the microphone? That's, oh my God, is that the noise? Whisper thing. Oh, you have to whisper. Okay. Got it. I don't think any of the women who are listening to this are screaming <laughs> anymore. I don't know. <laughs> if there's bring it back up. Yeah, if there's crystal meth in these, these are the best. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I'm being legit. Imagine working for her. There are cookies everywhere all the time. So good. And I'm complaining about a problem that's not a problem, but right. like I eat them constantly. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay. How can we get you on SNL? <laughs> Do you hear that all the time? Yes, and I'm so embarrassed. My high school yearbook quote for senior year was live from New York at Saturday night. Because <laughs> that's always been the dream. It's going to happen, and that's going right. to be like such, like, uh, such a full circle moment. Well, you know what I said? Now I want to host. I don't need to be regular oh, yeah, cast. Yeah, yeah. I'll just host. Yeah. And I'll make that's my dreams what I thought. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, no, I, I thought I was going to be like a cast member. Yeah. But now I'm realizing, you know, maybe at my. Comedy career is taking a little bit of a different path. So I just, as long as I can host and say I did it, I'll be happy. I like that you're like, go with the flow. But also, I don't know if you listen to Conan O'Brien's podcast. Of course, Conan is everything to me. It's my favorite podcast in the world. It has to be twice a week because I can't just deal with just Monday. Like It's It's not not enough. And he has a lot of SNL people and they all make it sound like pretty brutal. It is brutal. Really brutal. I did a movie with Kate McKinnon two years ago. And um, she was like, yeah, I mean, she was just like, it's it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, she's won two Emmys for SNL. Right. And she showed up straight from shooting SNL and she she just looked tired. Yeah. She's the best. And she yeah. was like, yeah, I, we work a lot, you know? Yeah. And then they like go out after and yep. it's just like a whole thing. So I love that you love Conan. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. That's why you've probably been engaged with me because whenever people, whenever I, talk to the people like well what's her humor like mm-hmm. I always say I'm like jo- if Joan Rivers and Conan O'Brien had a baby yes I used to stay yes. up when I was little and literally when I was sixth grade and I would take yeah. a nap right when I came home from school so I could stay up late to watch Conan yeah me too. Conan is my end-all be-all me too mm-hmm. yeah I mean I'm not a comedian but I did the same thing he's not my end-all be-all but he's amazing and I remember like yeah being younger when I had that little tv with the built-in VCR oh yeah and staying up it was so good but his Amazing. sense of humor—he's our neighbor, by the oh. way. So part of me, when we first got our dog Harvey, mm-hmm. we were—I was walking him one morning, and this Tesla drives up, like slows down next to me, tinted windows, and I was like, "Who is this creep?" Right. You know, it's like seven in the morning. He rolls down the window, and it's Conan, <sighs> and I was like, <gasps> "Oh my god!" And he was like, "Who is this?" I said, "This is Harvey," and he was like, "I'm going to be thinking of Harvey all day." And I told my husband, and he's like. I'm texting him right now. Does he know that you're my blah, blah, blah. He's not going to be thinking of Harvey. He's thinking of, I'm like, Chuck, calm down. He texted him. He never responded. <laughs> but I want to just, I'm like, do they record the, I thought they recorded the podcast at his house, mm-hmm. but they don't. They recorded at Warner Brothers, I think, or wherever uh, he records. Well, listen, we know a couple people. Let's just figure out how to get on there. I want Chuck to go on there. I think yeah, I think they should duke it out. Yeah, over... You should go on. Well, I'm not. <laughs> if I got to meet Conan, I went to a taping of his show in high school once. If I got to meet him, I always said like the only late night show I'd ever care about really doing 
would be going on Conan. Yeah. That's, I mean, he he's my dream. So funny. Oh my God. He's very self deprecating. Next time you're in LA, we'll just come over and oh. we'll bake some cookies. Hell and yes. To get my dog and show up. I love it. I'm so <laughs> down for this. Oh my God. Okay. Do you deal with negative people or negative thoughts? Oh, yeah. Everybody does. <laughs> How? 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 Right, right, right. Just how depressed are you? Well, on a scale of one to just fully jumping off a bridge. Um, no. You know, here's my thing. I get asked a lot by young girls, they're like, how do you have confidence? I said, well, listen, at the end of the day, you have to like yourself. And I also am in an industry where I'm the first person to make fun of myself. So for me, nobody can say anything to, my, to me that I haven't already thought, right? <laughs> or like my own mother hasn't said to me, right? Right. So, um, yeah, we all have negative thoughts. But at the end of the day, it's like, who gives a shit? Right? Yeah. You don't like me? Fine. I don't like you. Yeah. We're not each other's <laughs> cup of tea. Move on. Yeah. The world is big enough for everybody. There's space for everybody. You know, negative thoughts. I definitely, I've never really been a sad person. I really genuinely think I'm just kind of a glass half full kind of gal. Always felt that way. And after I lost, after I lost my dad, I was in such a dark place, but I realized it was situational depression. So... Um, but I was like, okay, my dad taught me, you can't control what happens to you in your life. You can only control your attitude. And that is something I try and take with me. That's my motto every day. All right. Something shitty just happened. I can't fix it in the moment, but I can fix how I'm going to react to it. So I live by that. I love that. It's so wise. And you kind of, I feel like a lot of comedians are kind of cynical. Yeah. Maybe that's like a stereotype, but I don't get that from you at all. Like I always... Always in the few months that I've been following you, it feels like it's been forever. Right. Um, Don't worry, my you, my tits you, are just fully out of my strap bra right now. You you just kind of like emanate positivity. Well, I love that. I mean, unique. all of he, all of comedy is like observing things and then breaking them apart, right? And I'm I've, I've been kind of doing a negative rant about New York, but it's but whenever I'm negative, I think it still comes from a joyful place. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's not like. I know I don't really gravitate towards super, super, super dark negative comics. I just don't. I like to giggle, you know? Life is short. We all need it right now. We do. I mean, God. <laughs> Life is so short, you know? And if I can be an outlet for somebody, or if we, I really, truly don't take myself too seriously. And God keeps me humble. The moment I think, like, you know, I'm making it, like, things are happening. I swear to God, I was headed to a meeting in L.A. a month ago. Got in the Uber. was like, girl, you're fucking doing it. You look so hot. Split my jeans. Split my uh, jeans, uh, get in the Uber. <laughs> Didn't have, I literally was like, what do I do? What do I what do? What did you do? Well, I had to run back in. I had the oh guy to circle God. the block. Oh, my God. And then I had to run back in and change. And I was late for a meeting. And I was panicked and embarrassed. Just, you know. But it worked out, I'm sure. It worked out. Yeah. yeah. Have they called me back? I don't know. I need to follow up on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going through that same thing, but in the influencer right industry which is i mean it, i guess it's just another aspect of the entertainment industry now it's brutal it is brutal, brutal. but you know what's interesting the power that you have yeah people are moving away from the traditional oh i just got to get a celebrity to hawk a product because you know what if you use it you use it and you're honest right. about it we're the new wave of marketing yeah yeah okay that brings me to my last question yeah somebody asked if i can pull this up what are your favorite products right now Oh, let's talk about it. So I'm obsessed with Mega Babe. It's an, it's an all-natural deodorant that actually works. I have it on right okay. now. Okay. Um, when my dad passed of cancer, I started to do a lot of research, and it was alarming the connection between like breast cancer and the aluminum that you have in your deodorant. Yeah. So uh, I love all – Katie Storino is the founder of Mega Babe. All of her products are top quality, unbelievable. I have 
thighs that touch. I use her thigh rescue stick. You just put a little on both sides of your thighs. In the summer, under a dress, you're not going to like have literal flames coming from your crotch because your legs are rubbing together. <laughs> I also use her bust dust, so it's all under the Mega Babe Ooh. label, okay. which is just a powder that you can put um, on your boobs, but it's talc-free, paraben-free, and because my I have huge tits, they sweat. So it, these are like my go-tos. I use all the Mega Babe products. I'm really into CBD. Okay. It's kind of changed my life. I love CB Distillery. It's one of those companies that I found early on, again, right after my dad passed. I couldn't sleep. I was up. I was stressed. I was sweating. CBD is calms me down, takes away the anxiety, but I don't feel like I'm on any sort of sedative. Mm-hmm. Can't take sleeping pills. Can't even take melatonin. It's not for me. So CBD is kind of something that I take every day. That's the one thing. Like, It's just, I think it's like a slippery slope. Right. Sobriety. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I, I, don't I, think it's, about that. I don't think it's technically, like, it's not... It's not um, what's it called psychoactive, right? But I can't. I just won't do it, and I wish I. I could don't blame because you because I'm like this sounds like it's just the miracle thing. Well, you know what it is. It just calm me down, but I don't at. And I'm very sensitive. Mm-hmm. I have a very sensitive central nervous system. Like I'm so yeah. anti drugs because if I like take a hit of weed, I'm literally like, you know, taking my clothes off, walking down through Times Square. Um, That's how I am too. Like I'm, I didn't, I'm never really like drugs. sensitive, and I get super like edgy and whatever. Right, but. I did cocaine all the time and Adderall, which is crazy, and Xanax. So, it- <laughs> I mean, listen, I have a dra- I call it drawer roulette. You know, you wake up every day, yeah, you yeah. Just take a, you know, whatever's in your bedside drawer, and you see if, if it's going to be an up or a down or where the day's going to take it. you. I was never good. I did didn't enjoy coke. Yeah, and Adderall. I mean, I could only if I I would have to drink the right amount to like level out. Right, and I have friends that can still do it, and that's great if you right. can do it and not wake up or not be up five days later. You know, but listen, they, they can't. Knows. Yeah, no. I mean, when we go out, especially, it's really big in LA. I mean, it's big yeah. in New York. Yeah. When I go out and everybody does coke, I'm like, listen, live your truth. I just, yeah. it's never been my thing. Yeah. You know, because I literally already talk people's ears off. <laughs> the last thing I need to be doing is jawing in the corner, like, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, you can usually tell, and it's like not attractive either. Right. It's like, come on. Or like when you're out with a girlfriend and her nose is actually running. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you're like, okay, <laughs> Lindsay, you good? You good? Yeah, I can't. Yeah, we didn't even get into Lindsay and Brittany and all that, but... I think that's self-explanatory. Yeah. (laughs) People are very upset. They're like, Heather, you need to be commenting on Brittany. I'm like, honey, I put the facts out there, and I just want you to sit back and absorb it like a sponge. She's letting us know what she needs and wants, and I think we just have to let her have her time to come to us. Yeah, or just go somewhere away and have a normal life. (laughs) Yeah, I want her to have a normal life, and I think she'll eventually get there, but I think... Uh, it's it's all out there for us to see. Yeah. And I wish you the best. There we go. All right. Well, where can everybody find you? Find me on Instagram at Heather K. Like Kardashian McMahon. <laughs> and then my um, podcast is the Absolutely Not Podcast. And stay tuned because I'm going to be doing a tour this fall and into next year. So stay tuned for dates. Yay. Coming to a city near you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming. You're the best. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in. Please, if you haven't already or if you feel compelled to do it again, rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends, coworkers, family, share it on social media, you know, do all the things. I really appreciate it. And I'll be back next week.